Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one, let's jam. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural, inaugural, how do you pronounce, inaugural? Immigrant. Inaugural? To the immigrant, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the inaugural edition of Brokeback Bebop. I can't fucking believe that's what we're calling this. I didn't think of a pun for my name, but I am Zach. Howdy, partner. I am Steven. And we're here to start this new venture where we're going to be going episode by episode all the way through the, I don't know, do you say that it's a cult classic or just a classic? It's a classic, Zach. The classic anime, Cowboy Bebop. It transcends the genre. So why don't we kick it off, I guess. Steven, you know that I've never been much of an anime person, not just because I have anything against it, but just because I've always felt like I'm on the outside kind of looking into it. I never really clicked with it. I didn't watch it a ton as a kid, so it's just never been a part of my... Uh, thing my my media intake has it but you're you're a huge anime guy i'm a pretty pretty big anime guy my room's covered in anime shit but i i have liked anime literally for as long as i can remember zach some of my earliest memories were watching pokemon or Mm. dragon ball you know some of those late 90s anime that like were really popular they used to show on cartoon network or four kids tv on saturday mornings i did catch some of those yeah yeah and I I don't think I really knew what anime was until I was in like third or fourth grade. I was like, okay, anime is this. Yeah. These shows are from Japan. That it was I see separate from just cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay, so I think I watched Pokemon and stuff, and I knew it was kind of different, but I didn't really know mm-hmm. what anime was. Or, I guess from my perspective, I didn't really see you becoming like. Anime is at this point one of your like core character. Yeah, it's in my Instagram traits. bio. You're an anime dude. You're a dancer dude. Uh, so was it just in the last couple years that you really became fully immersed? I don't remember you always wearing anime stuff or yeah. having a ton of anime shit. Well, I think big reasons for that are one, like I wasn't as into anime as I am now. Definitely sure. in like middle school, high school. I got back into it when I was like in college mm-hmm. because the my friend who I lived with at the time, we both liked a couple of anime and then we started watching like some more. But I think probably regularly I'd be watching at least like one or two anime that were like were coming out. Like when at I that had like time Crunchyroll or even and, before that. Probably around like college time and after mm-hmm. that. Normally it would just be like what's on Toonami on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network at night, but Toonami. it wasn't like as like dedicatedly watching. Sure. Um, fun fact: Voice of the Toonami guy is the voice of Spike Spiegel. 
I could see that. Cowboy I can Bebop. totally see yeah, that. Yeah, Steve Bloom. It was his first voice acting gig, Cowboy Bebop. Fun fact. He's like the Harrison mm-hmm. Ford of voice actors. He was just like a carpenter in the voice recording booth. And they were like, hey, you say some stuff. And he said, okay. Interesting. He wasn't actually a carpenter that was just stealing from the Harrison Ford thing. Um, but I got really... Ford a carpenter? Yeah. On I like knew set. he flew airplanes. I think I didn't so. know that. Yeah, he's Jesus, cool. man. Huh. <laughs> this summer, Harrison Ford is Harrison, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force One, two. Air, Jesus Christ. What? Why um, does it have to be an Air Force One sequel? <laughs> It could just be a standalone project. So he can fly a plane. We gotta give him a reason. Um, Michael Bay presents <laughs> The Bible. <laughs> Starring Megan Fox as God. <laughs> but because God made us in their image, every person in the movie is also Megan Fox. I like that you use they, them... Uh, Thank you. Uh, pronounce for for our Lord and Savior. Well, you know, if we're if we're running with the Megan review. thing. Okay, so back Thanks. to anime. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I started no, watching no. a bunch during the pandemic, basically, oh, okay. and, and now I have enough money to buy merch and shirts, and it became a lot cooler to do Could that spend in it on, black like, culture. Uh, that's that is a big thing. I have noticed that that a lot of my black friends on Facebook, especially in our age group, mm-hmm. are real big anime kids and from my perspective like back in high school it was definitely it it felt like a different at least from my viewpoint it felt like a different demographic that was into it it was like the totally the kids that hung out at the public library yeah it was often like kind of the outsider girls that were really into anime totally yeah so was that a recent shift or was that always kind of i think that that started to happen with the kind of black nerd culture growth that's gone on since the superhero movies have been coming out since people like michael b jordan childish gambino things like that that make it a little more cool to be a nerdy black guy and we can be a little more in touch in public with that side of ourselves i think it came out that a lot of us have been watching anime your whole life for a long time and i think it's also opened the door to especially black men mm-hmm. being more comfortable watching genres of anime that aren't just action, which is cool to see. Interesting. That is really, mm-hmm. really cool. Wow. Yeah. Growth. I know. It's like, it's crazy. I think the pandemic had a big part to do with that. but The pandemic, sure. But that a specific medium of television that's culture from another country can like mm-hmm. do things like that and much more than just that but yeah can do things like that for a totally different culture is really cool it's totally cool so what are like the touchstones of anime for you i know that you watch dozens and dozens of shows but what are like the i don't know not, maybe the mount rushmore what's like the mount sure. rushmore of anime for you so just to flex for a little bit, on like my, my anime list, which is kind of like TV time I've told you about. And for anyone who doesn't know either of those, yeah. TV time and my anime list are great resources for tracking television that you're watching, sharing it with yeah. friends that you're watching it, commenting on it, seeing other people that are commenting on it. It's kind of like Letterboxd, kind of like a water cooler conversation. I, I can't yeah. speak for my anime list, but do you like talk with other users of the site? You can. There's yeah. like discussion boards and all sorts of things. It has like a crazy big database of yeah. like, as soon as an anime is announced, it, it's there and you can like put it in your plan to watch list. If you're a huge media consumer, TV time and my anime list are both... Really essential pieces of – because I watch so many TV shows, and I'd have no idea uh, what I was watching. Like, shows I watch Mm -hmm. that are on for 10 episodes and are off for, like, a year and a half, I would never know when they come back. 
yeah. um, shows that I leave and come back to. I wouldn't remember where I was. It's really helpful. Well, and I like TV time a lot because I'm I like love like I stats, right? Oh my god, please sponsor us. Yeah. But I love being able to track like what episode I'm on. Mm-hmm. Like especially if I'm watching across this like is different media. This a perfect ad read right here. Yeah, it's great. Bias. Oh, but so a little flex. I have completed 209 entries in my anime list. Wow. So that's a lot of shows. Now some of those are like multiple seasons or categorized different because of different reasons. It's like a lot of shows. My all-time favorite anime is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. Um, I have a tattoo. Now, is that... I know Full Metal Alchemist. Are there several series in that series? So, Full Metal Alchemist was the show that came out first. Yeah. And it followed the manga story until a certain point when it caught up with the manga. And so there's an anime original kind of direction it goes on. Years later, they came out with Brotherhood with better animation, a lot of the same team behind it, but Mm -hmm. it was just better. And it follows the anime story more, so Brotherhood is the one that's pretty collectively viewed as better. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's great. So, so good. Awesome story. It's dark. It was probably one of the anime that made me get really, really, really into it at an mm. older age. So I only watched it a few, like, a couple years ago. And that's the all-timer. That's your all-time. That's my all-time number one. Okay. Other, like, really popular ones, obviously, like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. But if you're looking for, like, a newer one to get into that's really good, I'd say Mob Psycho 100 is really mm-hmm. cool. That one is, like, exciting. That one, like, I watched alongside my brother, like, from even though we're not in the same place. It's really good because it's a really cool brother relationship. My Hero Academia is That's really cute. popular. But if I were going to make, like, a Mount Rushmore, so that'd be four that, like, mm-hmm. I'll, do, I'll try and do one from different genres. Okay. So I would say, for me personally, I'd do, damn, it's damn near my top five. Uh, okay, so I would go Full Metal Aquas Brotherhood, mm-hmm. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. I'm going to do five. Uh, Konosuba, <laughs> which is like It's Always Sunny if it were an anime. That one to me. Okay. Yeah, that one's fantastic. For like a romantic comedy slash slice of life, Kaguya-sama, Love is War is awesome. Okay. And if you want just like a drama that's like beautiful, Violet Evergarden, I'm rewatching it right now with Danny, and it's it's amazing. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it really does a really good job of painting a lot of the issues that veterans have when they come home from like war but also mm-hmm. like how ptsd oh you've described that to me yeah. recently that does yeah. sound interesting. that one i would i would honestly put that up there well That's then great. let's transition a little bit into the project that brings us to this new venture how does cowboy bebop fit into your anime story when did you yeah. first get turned on to it so i had seen a couple episodes of cowboy bebop when i was like younger on like adult swim i sure remember now i was when i would put on adult swim i was looking for like family guy and a mm. lot of times the anime and Cowboy Bebop to an extent, even watching it now, they come off kind of slower paced. Yeah. So I think certainly. when I was a kid, I turned it off when it came on. But I definitely remember flipping through it and just for like a, a, a glimmer of a second, being a little transfixed on it, even yeah. if I knew like it was above my consciousness at sure. where I was at that point. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and I didn't remember very much from it. I remembered Ayn, I remembered Spike a little bit, and I remembered mm-hmm. like the Faye, who's the female main character of the show, haven't met a yet. little bit. Yeah, like I remembered what they looked like, and I was familiar with it existing. But I decided, I mean, early on in the pandemic, when I was just watching a bunch of anime that like either I didn't remember all the way or that I had wanted to watch, and that's one that I watched through. I think in like a few days, I got through all the episodes just watching them late at night. And I was just transfixed, like I was just like mystified. I loved yeah. it so much. The fact that you could have a, um, an action fight with like 
Bruce Lee choreography hmm. with like jazz going behind it. Hmm. Like that blew my mind that those things could like exist at the same time. And for me, who like studied jazz in school and like that's always been like my like my thing hmm. when I was a trumpet player, it was like perfect for me. And I just loved it. I was obsessed with it. A lot of the same team behind this went on to make Samurai Champloo afterwards, which is samurai fights in hip hop. And they had like, oh, cool. A just as good, you know, in a lot of respects, kind of spiritual successor to this. And so I think that kind of made me appreciate Cowboy Bebop even more. And when I've gone back and watched it in um, English and then, you know, watched the movie afterwards, which is great, and just rewatching it over and I have over, a question. I appreciate there, more things. When I was Googling the show today, is there just the one movie or are there other little offshoots too? <sighs> I would say canon, there's one movie. Because I'm thinking for prosperity's sake, we should probably cover just about all of it if yeah. we can. But the what movie do you mean? And the what show do you mean? Uh, like, how did you say that? That there's just one movie, but there's more, right? I think they there are like OVAs, which are what like extra mean? little things, like side stories. Okay, is what I'd call them. But it's really just like they like a holiday special. I think that's fun. But that's like the only well, really thing I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. I haven't seen it. The plan is to cover all of it, starting with the 26 episodes of the show. Yeah. There's the film, which maybe we'll split up into two podcasts or something. Mm -hmm. And the we've got to at least take a look at the recent revival on yeah. Netflix that, from all accounts I've seen, was kind of a disaster. I think, because I, I didn't see all the episodes, but I saw the first few. I think there was some... Issues with the script, issues with the directing, issues with the performance of so one actor of in particular. Just all of it. But I think it was campy. It was fun. It captured a lot of the whimsy of the show okay. in a really cool way. It was just super duper stylized, and that's really off-putting to a lot of people. Okay. I didn't hate it. But I don't you think also it's didn't watch great. all of it. I didn't finish it, You didn't no. get hooked enough to keep going. Correct, yeah. <laughs> John Cho was great. Oh, yeah. I like John Cho as Spike, quite a bit. And um, even though he's a little bit older, but I, I mean, Spike is supposed to be a little bit older in the show, honestly. It's a little um, vague, at least so far. You've seen, you know nothing, Zach. Have I you know. bathed in the, in the suit? I know I don't know, but based off of like the look of the character, he doesn't exactly yeah, look like a Yeah, but he's not super kid. young. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the guy who plays Jet is a gorgeous, handsome man, and mm -hmm. he did a great job. Even though they made Jet's character kind of Let's a joke. Let's dive into funny. this week's episode, the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. It's called Asteroid Blues, the first session of Cowboy Bebop, Yeah, I say. Yeah, so all the it's episodes are, are broken down into sessions. So a little bit about the show's act. I don't know yeah. if you know. Obviously, it has a great opening sequence we'll talk about. But in the background of that, there's a lot of like words that are written. Yeah, there. I didn't read it, but... The, by the time I watched the next episode that we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. I started to pick up on some of the words that were in it that described yeah. a little bit about like where in time they are. Yeah, and why I didn't I didn't read it to a T, so I don't know. Well, all a lot of, the of it is is it's basically the pitch for the show. It's the creator awesome. saying what the show is, and they're like, it's a show that works like jazz. Because one thing I noted about it talking about the first episode is that the show does kind of drop you right into it. It doesn't mm -hmm. take a lot of time to explain why what's happening is happening, yeah. like the rules of the world as it stands. So that's interesting that it's all in the opening titles. It is, and it's and it's it's all the characters have lived lives before the show. 
they live lives during the show. They'll, you know, live lives after the show. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of, they're, they're already existing in this world. It's kind of like a They're movie. not starting from scratch. Yeah. And it's episodic, each episode but... is, is supposed to represent like a, a jazz chart basically. Right. So each episode is a different take on that chart because a jazz standard, you can play 50 different ways, but it's still the same song. And so that's kind of the idea behind the show. Are you able to explain to me then how this first episode relates to a specific thing in jazz or if each episode is supposed to represent a different thing? Do you know much? about? It's not supposed to represent a different thing. It's kind of like a jazz song. Like it starts. There's the setup that you always know that you recognize the tune. Then there's an improv solo where somebody mm-hmm. can do something different. Then it goes back to the recognizable okay. part. Then, you know, the this, this, this. But it always wraps up, you know, that's the end of the song. And then you move on to the next chart. Yeah. Okay, so this first episode, it was storyboarded by Shinichiro Watanabe. I'm going to butcher these names. Tell okay. me if you know any of these names or, like, their work. Is that a name that stands out? Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah, he's the, he's the director. So he went on to also make... Samurai Champloo. He well, directed, he didn't direct this episode. Uh, he direct, He's the director of the show, though, like in general. Okay, like the showrunner. Yeah, and and did a lot of the script. Well, this episode was directed by someone named Yoshiyuki Takai. Takai. Mm. Is that a name that you know? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, and it was written by who you've mentioned a little bit, who I believe is the creator. Is her name Kiko? How do you do? You know how to say it? Keiko. This episode was written by Keiko. Nobumoto? Yes. Is that the the creator? She just passed away. She did the script a lot for Bebop, Space Dandy, like Wolf's Reign, Tokyo Godfathers, which is a really popular movie. Okay, and as far as the air dates, uh, on Wikipedia, it said that the original TV Tokyo air date is unknown. Mm -hmm. But the original, what's it called? Wow Wow air date? It's another network in Japan, I believe, was October 24th, 1998. Uh, I was... Not two years old yet when this when this first episode aired in Japan. Yeah, we were we were but but small babes. And it originally aired on Adult Swim on September third, two thousand and one. Nice. Just a full eight days before that nine <laughs> eleven. What a way to bring in yes. <laughs> history. Do you think everyone was like, did you hear about that new anime? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were talking about it at the water cooler. Shit. <laughs> um so this first episode let's dive in we said we were gonna do trivia for it i was just watching the episode i didn't write down any trivia did you okay i have a couple questions for you i meant to i just was watching the episode no i had one I and then i had it. to just like remember something for okay a sure one. well well let's see if i can pick up what you're putting down i doubt it okay uh what what did the shaman call spike what was his nickname oh fuck something bird Swimming yeah. bird. Swimming bird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Let's okay. go, Zach. Okay. Um, and how much was Ashimov's bounty? Oh, was it 2.5 million whatever yeah. the currency is? Wulongs. And is that a lot? Is that a little? That would be... So just equate Wulongs to yen. Yeah. How about to the dollars that I'm familiar yeah, with? Yeah. So then to, to get from yen to dollars, you basically just divide it by... Oh, now we're doing math. ...a hundred... So it would be like $250,000. That's a decent amount of money. Yeah. All right. Well, we've spent a lot of time doing the build Oh, up, no. So $25,000. Let's do what we can to kind of talk <laughs> through the episode. Right? Tell me what... Because so far, we, we've, I've watched the first two episodes to discuss. So mm-hmm. far, the episodes are pretty episodic and kind of like one-off storylines of... Oh, wait. Do you want me to do the thing? Yeah. Are we going to do I the do. thing? 
We are. So we're, we're going to do a segment here that I could not be more excited for. Sure. We're going to find out, because, Zach, you're not the, the, the big... I wouldn't call you an anime expert by no. any means. Absolutely And I just want to know... by all means. Did Zach comprehend the episode this week? I guess we'll find out. Are you going to grade me? Yeah, I'm going to grade you. And I'm okay. going to time you. You're going to have 20... Okay. seconds okay 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 are you ready how you okay. feeling um i was kind of thinking about it i feel mm-hmm. okay i feel okay i don't mm-hmm. i've never done this before so i don't yeah. know how much the time pressure to, how i don't know how fast the 20 seconds is gonna go and if what i have in my head is gonna fill up the time or not some days it's fast sometimes it's it's yeah. it's long you know it's I'll usually give you a, pretty quick yeah it's usually all right zach all right. we're gonna get started in three <laughs> are you gonna go on go that's up to you. You're I'm gonna press the timer on. Don't go. ask me. Okay. 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 Three, two. Usu- usually, <laughs> usually you would go on go. Yeah. Yeah. Go on go. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're in the distant future, and there are uh, a bounty hunter named Spike is living on the ship Bebop, where they traverse the galaxy looking for uh, bad guys. In this journey, they're looking for a guy, I don't remember his name, who is traveling and distributing this drug called Bloody Eye along with a pregnant lady. After several near misses... Oh, damn. I didn't yeah, get it. it goes yeah, fast. it goes by really No, here's fast. what I'll say. You did a beautiful intro. Beautiful okay. opening. Took took a lot of your time, about half, yeah. but it was it yeah. was lovely. Good job talking about time, Spike. I think you set up Spike fantastically. I didn't get anything about Jet really. Sure, but um, uh, we don't get a lot about him. I, that's I fair. Wasn't worried about him. But he's there. He makes yeah, the peppers. Um, you didn't give me that she wasn't really pregnant. That it was the drug. Didn't. Get yeah, but I didn't about get the to the end. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't gonna say anything. Zach, I'm kid. I'm grading you. I know. Just give me I know. A second. You you. I'm being you. You do this shit all the time. I don't know about that. Okay. I sit there quietly and take okay, it like okay. a good girl. Okay. Uh, okay. But whoa, friend. wow! Cut that one. No, <laughs> that, it's keeping. It's fine. Okay. It's, it's gonna be totally. It's gonna be pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna bleep stuff. Beep. Out, I you can. I give you a here. solid C plus, Zach. That was well, your first fair, one. I yeah. Didn't finish. You got. You did a great job with the first, but you just didn't get to the end. Yeah. That was good, Zach. The point that I wanted to make, and honestly, we don't have a ton of time to talk through the episode because of all the setup. We'll have yeah. more time to spend on each individual episode mm-hmm. in the future. Is that the thing I wanted to get to is that although they're these bounty hunters and this is like their lifeblood and they're going across the galaxy, it seems like they've got spunk, but they're not that good at it. Yeah. They don't catch the guy. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I was like, but wait, they didn't really do anything. Sure, they have a couple fights. They track down the guy. (laughs) But then the not pregnant lady kills him. And then the syndicate blows up the ship and they just happen to be there to see it happen. Mm hmm. Are they supposed to be good, or is that kind of well? Like a here's thing? what I'll say: I don't know that they expressly say how long that they've been bounty hunters, but uh-huh. they both had lives before this, and this sure. is kind of their what they're doing now. They Jet and Spike have not known each other for super long, okay, and they've been bounty hunters about that time. So they're just kind of uh, people in search of money. They're, they're just yeah. like moving on to the next. Yeah, venture. they both had careers that I'm not going to spoil for you because they're pretty relevant one thing the live action did so wrong is it spoils everything about the show like in the right first away. 10 minutes wow because yeah. they're like well we have to give them this information because they won't know and i'm like that's the point wow. but you'll find out their occupation what they did before okay. um, but this is kind of new to both of them they both have a lot of skills but skills that they haven't necessarily figured out how to translate okay. to bounty hunting 
Well, I just thought there is a sense of humor to the show. Let's let's yeah. try to talk about it. I enjoyed it more the second time we watched it. The first time I was a little off put by how like I like that it doesn't tell me everything, mm-hmm. but I also didn't feel a ton of intrigue. It felt like it kind sure. of reminded me of an episode of like The Mandalorian, even though this is way before it. That mm-hmm. it is just this like one-off story and a decent one-off story, but when it was done, it was the preview for the next episode that made me feel like I needed to watch the next episode. Not yeah. so much like I was like, whoa, that's a really cool concept. What's going to happen in the next one? You know what well, I mean? Yeah. I did like that the show has a little bit of a sense of humor. That was one of the things mm-hmm. that I enjoyed about it the first run. And I kind of thought that it's funny that the episode is them tracking down this bad guy, and they do, but they're really just bystanders in what happens mm-hmm. for the most part. I thought that was kind of funny. No, totally. I think that the show... I would describe it as an action comedy, like if I were telling somebody about it. Even though so there, it is there are a lot of comedy. dramatic... Yeah, it's sure. supposed to be really funny. I look forward to that. And I think that it is kind of campy, even at mm-hmm. some point, especially when you get to know the characters more. One thing I love about this first episode is that it is kind of like a standalone. Like, this almost plays like a movie, whereas, yeah, like you said, you're does. kind of just dropped in to this already lived in and existing world. The Earth has hundreds of years of history that we don't know anything the about. The world's really well realized, even though it's yeah. in the background. And it's really, it's cool how they, you know, take these characters that we don't really know. And we don't get a lot of Jet in the first episode. We get a lot more Jet in the next few episodes. Yeah. But Spike is who we kind of focus on. And he, we don't know a lot about him. He's this mysterious yeah. guy. We know he can fight. And we know he, it's like, is a bit smug. Yeah. And kind he of likes an the food. He does He's like food. Boy. He's a hungry boy. Yeah. He wants some meat with those peppers. Yeah. Don't we all? I want to talk about the drug that this episode presents. Okay, the yeah, the, the bloody that, eye. Yeah, they're the chasing after this guy who is distributing this drug, like, all over the place. Well, he's trying to. Yeah, it, but it's, like, sought after, and it's mm-hmm. really pure, and it takes a long time to make, and he's got, like, the stuff. Yeah, and he has he all of it. stole it from a crime syndicate he was a part of. That yeah. He, like, betrayed and killed a bunch of them, and he, took like, all the shit and left. Yeah. He stole it left. He's with this lady who's pretending to be pregnant to carry it all around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wanted to talk about the drug specifically because it seems like a nightmare. Yeah. They're like these little vials of liquid, and (laughs) he points it towards his eye, and there's what looks like a needle. I thought he was going to poke the needle in his eye at first. But it spritzes the eye. Then his Mm -hmm. pupil – not just his pupil. His whole, like, not white part of his eye gets small, and then it all turns red, and then everything he sees is red, and (laughs) he doesn't look like he's having a good time. No, no, it's not fun, but he is quite a a killing machine when he's on it. He he can dodge bullets and – and is that what it's supposed with to do? Point it's accuracy. supposed to make you more strong? Yeah, or? it's like a super soldier eye spray. I did like a couple of things that the episode, animation-wise, I really liked the shots. Even though the red eye was weird, I liked the shots where people were coming at him with the red eye. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. The beginning of the episode, an animation moment I liked a lot, was the water, the raindrops dropping on mm-hmm. the puddle. Uh, that's something I do want to bring up is the beginning of the episode. What was that? Is that just like kind of flash forward when it's the rose and it's the water? A, so that is a flashback. It's a flashback. That, yeah. That's one of the things that... You don't have to tell me what's going to happen, but... It happens less frequently than in the first episode normally, but it does okay. happen every once in a while. Interesting. So it's just building intrigue of where the characters were before mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to put the ball in your court. We'll go another five minutes or so. What are things from this first episode that you think need brought up? Things that even though it's episodic, what are the things that I need to 
have stick with me. I think the the highlight animation wise for me is the fight choreography specifically when they fight like around the tables and he's like in the poncho and stuff that fights really well done. That is kind of the more, more so the style that the series continues with the fights. The the first action sequence, the like shootout was silent. Yeah. And I was expecting just like, like shiny uh, music. And I know that's Mm going to be a lot of it, but it was cool that even in this first episode, that's not the only thing that they do. For a show that's known so much for its music, they like really style. use silence well, and it's so yeah. cool. Um, I think the ending of the episode is, you know, it's cool. I it I was surprised by it the first time I watched it. I was when like, she kills oh, him. they're when dead. When the lady kills him. Yeah. So let's talk about that lady character for a second. It, yeah. Is her, we don't learn a lot about her, but no. it does seem like she's kind of gotten dragged into this, into a yeah. relationship with this guy and into the crime and that she, her heart's not really in it. Maybe it was a money thing. Uh, it was, she was know. trying to get, cause she comes from a poor, another thing yeah. to show, the live action made weird, but she is supposed to come from like a poor background and she wants to get to Mars with all yes. this money they're going to make and she can live a life of luxury there. She's always dreamed about going. She probably hasn't like traveled much because she's low income. Earth yeah. in this reality is not a super nice place if you're That's still there. I, is that where we are in the episode? Are we on Earth? Yes, they're okay. in Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, right, right. They did say that. Yeah. So sometimes they're on Earth, sometimes they're in other places. This takes place like, a, I want to say one or two hundred maybe years in the future maybe less i think about a hundred years at the time yeah i want to talk about that lady is it her conversation with spike that they have that leads to her like having a change of heart i think it was partially she was thinking about what she said at that time but i think that she was kind of on her way there anyway like she she knew she wanted to get to mars but then when she saw that that wasn't going to happen she was like what's the point of this? Like, I, I'm going to She's just die in anyway. it to get out of her situation. Yeah, and when and she sees it, she's not going to. It kind of becomes a suicide mission at the end. Yeah, yeah she, absolutely. She, when she chooses to kill Azakov, is that his name? Asimov. Asimov. I was close. That was yeah, you close. were. Uh, I'm not because they're, like, flying towards names. the edge of the place, so, like, the police mm-hmm. are there at that point, and she's not going to... She would rather die than so just her, go to jail for this But shit. her choice to kill him, she already knows that they're both about to die, probably, yeah. right? Yeah, but he's also on that red-eye stuff and has gotten out of situations where he killed a lot of people, so I think she figured she might as well just take him out and then assure that So she'd die. rather die than and stay with his crazy with ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or she was probably worried they'd get arrested, maybe. Spike's involvement there, why are... What are they trying... They're just trying to catch him and bring him in for money? Spike's trying to catch Asimov and bring him in for right. money. The police were after them because they were having, like, a whole ass, like, shootout, and, right. and they were flying, like, towards the edge of the border, so they weren't, like, leaving the atmosphere in a legal way that's one thing i had trouble with a little bit with uh, just putting us all into it was they sure the the mentioning of the syndicate was very small yes it was like if you but i picked up on the backstory but i didn't exactly know at first that that's what those guys were and i also didn't pick up that people were police either i wasn't exactly sure who was what that was chasing after him i Uh, think the second time the syndicate definitely so there are different there are multiple syndicates in the show just it's a thing that's yeah. like in that world and they operate more like gangs than like what we think of as like a fancy syndicate yeah um for the most part but yeah they just kind of looked like date regular old thugs after him but that sure. was his his gang i will say that the first episode does have enough intrigue to keep me interested even being mm-hmm. kind of on the outside looking in on sure. anime the animation was cool it took some getting used to because I'm used to animation in the U.S. is 
very I feel like it's very quick. Yeah, it is. And the anime animation takes its time. The pacing of the story feels a little slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not to its own fault. It's just the way that I'm predisposed to animation being yeah. bright and colorful and loud and bam, it's bam, super, bam. Comparatively, the colors are a lot less bright. Yeah, which in, I like, but it takes some getting used especially to. Especially this kind of anime. The, the 90s, especially the mid-90s, mid to late, like put out a lot of shows that were colored like this. They were a little yeah. bit darker. They're not for like a young audience at all. I think that's yeah. part of the reason. Like they are another more reason for why I might have been transfixed but turned off from it yeah. when I was a kid flipping past it. Totally. Or why you like recognize bits and pieces of it but didn't quite mm-hmm. sit down to watch it all the time. Absolutely. Whereas like Dragon Ball where he's in a bright orange suit with a monkey tail doing like laser beams like yeah. that. I'm like, sure. Or like colorful, cute animal characters yeah. that fight each other. Exactly. Well, how should we wrap this thing up? What are some final thoughts on this episode? Do you feel like the show gets a lot better as it goes on? Or do you feel yeah. like the show shows up fully realized? I don't think there are any bad episodes of this show. I think there's a couple episodes that are not my favorites, but mm-hmm. everyone kind of has their own. And, and where would varies. you put this, the first episode? This that. is in the lower half. Okay. But not because it's, I don't enjoy it. I just like others Just because a it lot gets more. better. Yeah. I think this is like... I always have a tough time with pilots of shows because Absolutely. they have to rope you in, so they have to kind of get the out of the norm love a little bit. The TV show much, or at least I do, is because of the characters. Yeah. And in com- I usually watch comedies, but any show, the first episode, you're like, well, I, I, I get that it's people saying quick, funny stuff, but like, I don't why are they yet. funny? What are they yeah. like? What, uh, what? Yeah, and I'm still getting to that point. Although there is intrigue in Spike and Jet, the uh, relationship between the two of them and the yeah. answer between the two of them. The cast feels very small. I know we haven't met several of the main characters mm-hmm. still. And even after next week's episode, we haven't met still all haven't, of the main yeah. characters yet. Which almost makes me sad because there's only 26 episodes. I know. It's it's really... I like that it's taking its time, but it's not like the first couple episodes of a 100-episode series. It's yeah. a, a decent percentage of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, let's wrap this up. What are we going to do, Steven? Why don't we 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 say who the... Uh, do we want to call them our first mate? Our, our third mate? The ball's in your court. We can call it whatever you want, Daddy. Let's... Who's our, our baby carnita today? Oh, God. <laughs> who who put the pork in our carnita? Okay, so I guess it is kind of an MVP. I don't I don't know if that carnita is the best way to describe it. I like what you yeah. said earlier. We're talking about our like captain of the week or yeah, something. Yeah, our captain of the bebop. Yeah, sure. We'll who gets to that. sit in the captain's chair this week? I think for me, off of this first episode, the captain chair is going to be split three or four ways between the old guys. Who are yeah, three-way in the tie bar. for the old men. I will spoil this for you, Zach. They are Continue they stick to show around. up. Yeah, cool. they're always they're always in the background. They and they're were always funny. so funny. They fucking have funny. this good cantankerous old guy demeanor between each other, and they look fucked up. Yeah, they're like well, they said they they and... they worked hard to dig that gate yeah. <laughs> and to plow those fields. Yeah, yeah, That's they're it. hilarious. We did it. What was that yours too? Because yeah, you know, yeah, the old guys. Absolutely. Yeah, they were funny. They were a good... Like, it'd be easy to give it to, like, Spike because he's the main character, but those were the other characters that kind of stood they out stood to out. me as being Yeah, funny. they get to sit yeah. in the captain's chair. Cool. All well, stacked on top fun. of each other. This was a first episode, so it was really heavy-handed. You know, we didn't quite get to touch on everything, but yeah. I like what we did touch on, and I, I, I really like to touch on what we touched on. Hey-yo. And next week, 
We'll dive right into episode two at the top of the show. So we'll we'll real go in depth with it. Burr, 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 burr. Talking about some corgis. Corgi butts. There's also an afro in this episode. That's true. There is. Mm-hmm. But no spoilers. What are we going to talk about <laughs> next week? We've mentioned the corgi and the afro. That's the whole episode. I had a good time talking about this. We're going to be bringing you a new episode of this, talking all the way through the 26 Cowboy Bebops every week. We'll see you next week with the next episode. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Why don't you sign this thing off? How do you want to take the people out? Uh. <laughs> oh, I can't say that one yet. Um. What? See ya, space cowgirl. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!